This podcast was created by the Arts and Junior Cycle team for the Junior Cycle Talks channel. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Liam Bannon, English and Arts Advisor with Junior Cycle for Teachers. And in this week's edition, I chat with Irish actor Aina Hardwick. Having grown up in Cork, Aina trained at the Lear Academy at Trinity College Dublin, graduating in 2019. His first major film role was alongside Imogen Potts and Jesse Eisenberg in the feature film Vivarium, which premiered at the Cannes Critics Week in 2019. Back in 2020, Aina starred as Rob in the hit series Normal People, based on the novel of the same name by Sally Rooney. In this podcast, Aina chats to us about how he got into acting and what his creative process as an actor involves. We hope that you enjoy. Aina, thanks a million for sitting down with us today. Great to get this chance to have a chat with you. And maybe we could start with your journey into acting. How did that begin? So thanks for having me. I'm, I started from quite a young age. I think I've been doing it fairly regularly. So I did youth theatre and kind of classes from the age of 10 or 11 on. I was into comedy and kind of doing impressions and messing around and trying to make my family laugh. I did a bit of professional work as a kid as well, which meant I, I got a bit of a sense of what the industry might be like. Then I suppose when I was 15, 16, I joined another youth theatre and things felt like they got a bit more serious. I did uh, play with the National Youth Theatre when I was about 16 with a lot of my close mates who went on to to act as well. And I guess there was a group of us who loved it. It was becoming a bit more of a career focus or something we might do. So there was this great bubble. We were all pushing each other and auditioning for things and getting ready to audition for drama school and rehearsing and putting on plays in Cork. And we were so lucky. We had such great teachers that it started to become a little bit more of a possibility as a job. And we started to learn more about it. And as I say, support each other. So loads of those people are still acting today and went on to drama school after youth theatres. I just I was just really lucky to have these opportunities with really great teachers and feel like a sense of what professional life as an actor might be. And you decided to go to the Lear. I did, uh, yeah. Which is the drama school for Trinity College. What was that experience like? So I auditioned for a couple of places and got into the Lear and I knew as soon as I did my first second audition that I just you whatever it is you feel this connection to a place whether it's the building the people you meet in the auditions but I just loved it and I suppose it was this there was a bit of excitement as well because it was new and I had a couple of friends who had gone there so people from my youth theatre had gone on there I was in the auditions and you're trying to figure out whether this is what you want to do and yeah I just felt a really great kind of connection to the place I went straight in after leaving certain I just love this really incredible teachers, very intense, very long hours, very challenging, but uh, I'm so happy I went there. Yeah. And was there ever any doubt when it came to p- potential CAO options mm-hmm. and, and what you might do? Was, it, was there ever anything Definitely, else? Yeah. Definitely. I say my mum is a guidance counsellor, so I've been lucky in that I've always had a kind of a conversation going about this. So I suppose I, I always wanted to act, but then different things come up and different sort of influences come up. And for a while, I think just while I was auditioning for drama school and before, during my leaving cert, I had loads of interests. There were loads I wanted to study in college and I thought maybe that's for me. And 
I, I don't know what put it into my head, but I thought Dramsky wouldn't be for me. I wouldn't suit it. And I loved like the academic side of things. I loved history. I loved English. I loved languages. So I did CAO. I put in a couple of courses in around the arts and humanities side of things. And it was a weird kind of paradox because I was working really hard for these auditions and loving preparing for them, loving doing the auditions. But I still had this, I don't know, this doubt in my, in my mind. And it was only, I'd say, doing the kind of final rounds at the Lear where I thought, actually, it's a close call, but I would be happier doing this than I would be doing anything else. It's great to have those other interests and they're as much a part of my life even if I didn't study English or history or classics or. Yeah, I think that's a really nice message as well. So if we have a quick chat about some of your acting roles, I suppose one of your first major screen performances was in the recent film Vivarium. What was that like? What did you learn about yourself as an actor from participating in that film? Yeah, it was certainly not what I, you know, expected as a first role. And any actor is just always happy to be working. But that was certainly like a kind of a, a type of script uh, and role that w- w- took me by surprise. I read it and I just thought it was incredible. It, it was so brilliantly written and created. It's this whole imagined world and it was so brilliantly rendered. And I, I auditioned for it while I was still in in the Lear and got the part. I totally exceeded any expectations. And I guess I learned loads because it was the first job and it's that thing of jumping in and going from from zero because I suppose life on a kind of film set or that particular way of working is so unique and, and strange that you can only learn it by being there and doing it and I guess I think with every job you you pick up a way of working and and maybe you lose something as well and something you don't need or something that doesn't help you and I learned loads about you know how I prepare for a role and what helps me when we made Vivarium I also learned a lot about carrying yourself on a set that trying to calm your mind and have a kind of a relaxed focused mindset for the day is really important so those were all things I learned then and I guess it had a big impact on my creative taste as well it was an amazing team like Lorcan Finnegan, Gareth Chandley who wrote the film and Lorcan directed it and Imogen and Jesse who played Tom and Gemma they were amazing people to work with really generous but they also had this amazing kind of vocabulary and taste in terms of cinema and art it was a real learning curve for me to get to talk to them and hear about their influences and what influenced the film and it really broadened my taste of cinema actually so that was one of the unexpected kind of joys of it was I got to learn a lot about that from them and from your study of film and acting and I suppose even now just from your general interest that you might have who are some of your heroes or the people that you really admire in the world of screen and stage it's always growing and changing I remember my first the first time I saw an actor and they stood out to me not just for because I believed them and I thought they were good but because I thought they were doing something really special when I was a kid I loved I still do Alan Rickman and I remember just been blown away by him and so sad when he passed that, you know, I wouldn't get to see any more uh, or get to see him on stage or anything like that. But he was one of those first actors who really, he was so characterful. He was so enigmatic. I guess I love actors who play quite strong characters, strong character choices, and who are 
transformative. So Mark Rylance got a bit a big one for me in drama school, Judy Dench, people like that who we were talking about in context of their stage work and their amazing classical work, but then you see them on screen and they're incredible as well. They bring a totally different skill set in a way. So I, I guess we, my first love and experience with stage and I did some screen work after that. So I love to see actors who can bring a richness and a depth to both because I don't distinguish between the two necessarily, but there are different skill sets for both. And I know that you had mentioned before in some previous interviews about that you had a strong love of the theatre. Mm. What is it about a live performance on stage that can be so exciting and maybe captivating for the yeah. audience and the actor as well? But I think you could hit the nail on the head there. It's for the audience and the actor and the technicians in the front of house. There's the, the thing is, everyone's there at once on that night and on that moment. And I, I think that's very special. Like it's something mystical about it where everybody is in the room together. And even if you aren't a fan of the play or it isn't necessarily your cup of tea, there's something extraordinary about the event that everyone is there breathing the same air and in that moment. That was the biggest rush for me from doing this as a kid. I just thought it was the most incredible feeling to get up in front of people and to do this. And I still have that feeling. And then when I went to the Lear and we got to examine this and talk about it and, and work it out and do loads of improvs and play studies, I guess there was this real sense of the magic of theatre when it's at its best is when it's totally live. And that's your duty as an actor is to build a character, to rehearse a play, but then ultimately to go out there and to risk anything happening on the night. And it's a very difficult thing to do, but for me, it's the, the pinnacle of theatre. And they're the actors I admire. They're the kind of theatre makers I admire, the people who create this really live experience where you're genuinely having the thoughts and pursuing that character every evening. I think there's something really amazing about that. It's like stepping into someone else's shoes and really living as them for a couple of hours. It's, yeah, it's just, a, there's, there's nothing like the raw connection of that for me. What does your creative process look like when you approach an acting role? Are there certain things that you do in advance or are there certain little kind of tricks of the trade that you find really work for you? For me, it's all, kind of character centered you can't I, I I can't anyway play a part or do a role if I feel like I haven't really examined it and gone really got to know who the person is so I ask a lot of questions looking at kind of backstory and who this person are who this person is and that doesn't really change from role to role I suppose then each genre has its own kind of distinct things each project will speak to you in a different way so one thing I really took away from drama school is that it has to be an evolving process as well there's no point in hanging on to something just for the sake of it you've got to kind of like what works day to day job to job it's just figuring out who that kind of character is and then once you've done all that work and you try and cover every base and really get under the skin of it then you have to let go of it actually and it becomes when you're actually on stage or rehearsing or filming something it becomes about letting go of that and actually opening yourself up to the possibilities like with the other actor. So it's a funny balancing act where like you do all this only to put it in your pocket, forget about it. Brilliant. Congratulations on the success of Normal People. I think it really captured a moment in 2020 when it was released yeah. and so many people were hooked on it from the beginning. Had you read the novel before accepting the part? And in general, what was it like to be a part of that show? I'd read it 
actually a friend of mine said it to me just when it came out he said they're going to make this into a tv show or a film and you should read it it's phenomenal and i like a lot of people read it in one day and then read it again and read it again and it is an incredible experience to read it because i love novels i love short stories this was one where it felt very close to my generation's experience this was not just my generation but maybe because it's set when it's set and in and around dublin and sligo there's a familiarity there and the writing was just so brilliant so before it was ever something i was auditioning for it got under my skin and then when it came around i i would have auditioned for connell first and then rob so we were all really excited that this story was happening with this amazing team i think with with element and lenny abramson and sally adapting them with alice birch and and marco Rowe. it was yeah, it was an extraordinary team. So there was great excitement building up to auditioning for it. And that went on for a couple of months. And then I suppose auditioning for Rob and working on that part was, you know, it was such a privilege, like it really was. It's it's a story that's centered around young people, I suppose. So I was acting opposite loads of my mates. And yes, the people we were working with were like, the best of the best and so there was a great sense of something being passed down this kind of group of young actors starting off their career learning from these amazing kind of people who were telling the story and it was just such fun it was such a joy to do it was a part I absolutely loved and felt honored to be playing so then when it came out and it kind of got the reception it did it was First and foremost, you're just delighted for everybody who's made it and put so much time and dedication into it and has really, because like years goes in, goes into making something like this. So you're just delighted for them. But it, it honestly, yeah, it meant the world that it struck a chord with people and that it really gave them something. I think in that lockdown moment as well, it gave them something maybe that they were lacking or that they wanted in, in life. Yeah, I, I think a, a moment of escapism right when it was exactly. needed as well. Yeah, yeah. So your character's role in the show raises some important mental health issues, particularly among young men. And I suppose, how did you approach that topic or were you nervous? Yeah, I think there's always a a responsibility there. What helps with that is that all you can do is play the character really and really ask questions about them and and honour that person as, as potentially strange that sounds like you do need to rise to what's been written um and then after that i think the handling of it is done in the writing and is done in the directing of it so for me it was all just it was all about just playing that part and making sure i do that totally truthfully and the rest takes care of itself but then there still is a real first of all a real privilege to tell that story because it's something that is very close to my heart and as you said raises some kind of questions and some issues, uh, particularly around young men's mental health. And that was an ongoing conversation with the rest of the actors, the cast and creatives. It meant meant a lot to all of us. And I'm I'm so glad that it portrayed it in an honest way and in a way that resonated with people because I think we're getting very good at tackling stigmas in mental health and talking about them. But it's a different thing as well altogether to portray that and to show it as a human feeling these things and going through them and talking about them like like Connell does in that 
therapy scene. And I think that's really important. And even just the power of seeing it on screen brought it more into the spotlight as something that we should talk about and something yeah. that should be talked about. It's um, a very simple but powerful thing because there's loads of there's loads of resources now. There's lots of great podcasts and we are getting better talking about these things. But it, it, as you say, the simple act of seeing someone actually in, an, in a kind of a, an emotional context, just talking about how they're feeling is just really powerful and, and kind of rare as well in that it, it feels very it just felt very unadorned and very authentic and i think it's really yeah it's really i found it really cathartic to see that on screen yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more so what do you do to look after your own uh well-being when Mm. you're looking for a break what are your kind of go-to things i talk to my friends a lot more so lately with everything going on i pick up the phone a lot walking is really important for me just getting out and about and listening to something and I think lately, in some ways, distracting yourself when like when things are busy and frantic, allowing yourself to escape into watching something funny, listening to some good music, watching a good movie. I think it's really important to talk about what you're feeling and get things off your chest and talk to your friends, talk to your family. So in the entire process, moving from one acting role to another acting role, is feedback something that's very important to you? Yes, I think it's really important to get a validation from what you do. And often that's from others, it's people you work with or the people around you. But I think it's really important to cultivate it yourself as well, because we all have such a strong critical voice. But to be able to tell yourself when you're doing a good job or what you could do differently as well. But I think it's good to have an internal kind of barometer for that, Uh, especially in acting, because there's lots of different ways to do this. Some people have no trouble watching themselves back or reviewing or scrutinizing their performances. And I, I do a bit of that and it's really helpful, but it's also good to have a very internal sense of what, of when things are going right. Like when a scene is going well, or when you're really in something, I definitely need it. Everyone else, I need to, to hear sometimes that I'm doing a good job, but I think it's, it's good as well to be able to generate that yourself and to know that instinctively rather than based on what people are kind of seeing in an an acting context anyway. What's your favorite part of being an actor? The variety, the fact that you you could be anywhere and with any group of people and it you build a kind of a community for whether it's the whether it's a few weeks, whether it's a few months, whether it's the length of a play, you build a kind of a little community and family for a while and then you all disperse again. But I suppose the thing I really love is and the thing I've always loved is actually the the preparation for it, the investigating a role, working with writing. I love like plays and how far into them you can go, how sort of rich they can be. Same for screenplays and scripts. If you're lucky enough to get a job or you get to really spend some time with them and build a character, it's uh, it's like reading a really good book, but you're in the book as well. So that's the bit I love most actually is that investigation. Obviously, I know there's only a certain amount you can tell us, but I suppose as regards to the rest of this year, yeah, what does that look like for you in terms of are there certain things that you're currently working on or you've lined up to move to next? Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm doing a couple of things over the next few months, and it is that old cliche of I can't quite talk about it yet. I filmed Smother, which is out at the moment, and a film called Joan Vera, which should be coming out sometime this year. So it's 
things that I think the industry is responding very well and picking up again now. People are venturing to produce more TV and films again. So that's great. Yeah. And final question is, would you have any advice for anyone listening that might be interested in pursuing drama in school and then ultimately pursuing drama as a career? Yeah, it's a funny one in that it takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of luck as well. More so than some other jobs, I would advise anyone who wants to get into acting or any element of the theatre or filmmaking to really get to know your craft and the kind of skill set of it. You go to college to study any variety of things. And I think this industry is no different, even if it's not drama school, and it definitely doesn't have to be. Whatever it is, just keep reading plays, scripts, trying to act, join a kind of youth theatre, all of those things. Ina, thanks so much. It was fantastic to get your time today and to get your insight. So I wish you the best of luck with the projects that you've lined up for, for the rest of the year and for the future. And thanks very much for your time again. Thanks, Melanie. Liam. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to this podcast, which was created by the Arts and Junior Cycle team for Junior Cycle Talks podcast channel. To hear more from Junior Cycle Talks, search for us on SoundCloud or anywhere you listen to your podcasts.